Evening, Mover Abosai and Bezer Hashem. We're able to start now the next parak. We've already learned Shara Tshuva, the first five prokim. Five we have learned, we have yet five to go. Hopefully, we've been thinking more about Tshuva, understanding what Tshuva is about, understanding that it shouldn't be so daunting even though there are difficult aspects of tshuva, but it's doable. It's doable, and it is certainly worthwhile. And that takes us into the next parak, parak shishi, the sixth parak. And here, Chavazimov says, the are ways which would can arouse and awaken a person to do tshuva. Interesting, he says there are four things that could awaken and arouse a person to tshuva. In Rabbeinu Yoyinah's Sefer on Sharei Tshuva, which is a much more extensive Sefer, but uh, the the bulk of it really just goes into all different mitzvahs, making a list of all the mitzvahs that a person has to do to know these done them wrong, it has to do Tshuva. But the other parts of the Sefer compare in length, in length to Chavis Avavis, a Shara Tshuva. And there in his second Shar, he has four Sharim in his Sefer of Yoyna, and in Shar Sheni, he lists six things that can awaken and arouse a person to do Tshuva. So maybe we'll have to see what of which two Chavis Avavis leaves out. But Chavis Avavis tells us there are four things that can arouse a person, four different thoughts, more things that could happen in a person's life that could arouse him to do tshuva. And we've already learned the aspects of tshuva, there's the basic element of the tshuva, what tshuva is in terms of getting back to the thing we've lost, getting back to a, a, a semblance of perfection within a person's life. And there are multiple levels, even within the elements of tshuva, there are five different aspects that a person could go on the madregas, on the steps of greatness in each category of tshuva. But what will sort of motivate? What's a motivating factor for a person to say, okay, it's a shame sight. It's already time to start getting on this Havayid of Tshuva, start this process of Tshuva. We're not going to do all of the Vaveras we've, uh, we've done in our lives, tackle them all at once. But how about let's start with one item, maybe one thing, one area, one Avera. Let's start with that. So what's a, what is something that's motivating to start doing tshuva? It could be one of four things. Number one. Just from the, the deep understanding, a strong understanding of the person having in Hashem, who Hashem is, what He, is, what he does, what He's been doing, and just thinking and contemplating of all of the goodness that HaKadosh Baruch Hu showers upon a person. And Hashem showers tremendous goodness upon a person. Even if a person lives a very tough life, a life of suffering. The Gemara still tells us in the end of Kedushin, the Gemara Darshan's over there. Mayis Adam Chai. The Pesach tells us that. How could even a person complain? Chai, he's alive. The mere fact that a person is alive, 
How could he complain? Gever al Khatov, therefore he has to be strong against his Averis. Just the mere fact that a person is alive and is alive in this world and therefore it enables him to then go to the next world. As we learned in yesterday's parsha, the whole reason we hear is Right? She says, Vachai, where are we gonna live? In So the mere fact that Hashem enables a person to live in this world and thereby get a privilege of going to the next world, there's nothing to complain about. That would be even if a person would just have a miserable or suffering life. Baruch Hashem, most people don't have that. We don't have miserables in life and just full of suffering. We have our share of troubles. We have a share of annoyances. But more or less, people live peaceful life, good lives. And all of that benevolence, all of our wealth and all of our health and all of the goodness and all of the simcha and all of the joy, enjoyment time with the grandchildren, this is blessings from HaKadosh Baruch so when a person starts thinking about it, wow, I mean, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has done a tremendous amount to me. All of the Tavis, and what have I done in terms of my obligations to Hashem? Have I fulfilled my quota? We think, well, listen, I davened this morning, and Minchamariv, and I've learned to say that, have we done enough? Have we made sure not to do the things Hashem doesn't want us to do? And we feel, oh, you know, we've come up a little short. Do we keep all of his mitzvahs? Are we careful from what Hashem told us to be careful? So if a person just, this contemplation. And the truth is, as we'll see, of the four levels which will motivate a person, this is the highest level. It's the highest level because it doesn't require any external stimuli to prod a person, to awaken a person, to give a person a little kick in the pants to do tshuva. This is just from his own sheer contemplation and thinking. What's going on here? I, we have so much from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He continues to give us and give us and give us and give us. And have we given in return? Have we lived up at least to the expectation that he expects of us not to go against his will? So this itself is the most simplest way of thinking about it, but yet it's the highest level, as we'll see what a person gets for it, because it's not a coach bro who didn't have to say, oh boy, I better send this guy a big message. Maybe maybe I'll, I'll send him to the hospital with a little heart fibrillation, you know? Oh, then he'll see, <laughs> life is not as secure as he thought. You know, or I'll throw a, a virus, a pandemic in the world. All of a sudden, oh, maybe we shouldn't take for granted what we have. It's just a person thinks about everything that Hashem has given him. Even though there are things yet that a person wants, we're very greedy. We have, we have a lot, but we still want more. Hashem, you know, I, I know you gave me uh, this, that, and the other, but you know, how about also this other thing? We're like that. But here comes just let's just let's count our blessings and what we have. And then think, have, have we kept it to our side of the bargain? But who? Gives a marshal like this. This could be compared to a a servant who lived in the palace, was treated well, but somehow he thought, you know, maybe there's more fun on the outside. Maybe there's it's more exciting elsewhere. So he ran away. 
he ran away from the palace, he ran away from the king, ran away from his other and his master. And then all of a sudden he's out there, he ran away, he didn't tell the, the master he's leaving, and uh, now he starts thinking, hmm, you know, could be, really, I should be go back. Really, my, my master treated me well. And he starts contemplating about all the goodness that he received. He'll return to the master under his own will. It's not like the master sent out a search warrant. It's not like the master said, you know, I'm going to punish the guy for running away. No. The master let him go. The master's waiting. Let's see if he'll come to his senses on his own. And this good Eved realizes and he comes back under his own volition. He comes knocking on the door, says, I want to ask for mechila. I want to ask forgiveness. I ran away. I should never have done that. I should never have just left my service to you, my obligations to you. I want to come back. That he rebelled. He ran away from doing his work. He was hired by the master. He's supposed to be there. This is the Evan who finds the right way. He finds the good path. Who may even and he understands. Where is his path to his salvation? It's not out there. It's not being where things look to be very glamorous. He was wrong. And he admits he was wrong. To himself he admits it. And he's willing to come back. And he comes back on his own. Just by understanding it was a wrong move. It wasn't, it wasn't what's best for him. And it was wrong against who all of the goodness I got from the Master. This is the Bogadnu. We were traitors. We rebelled against Hashem who gave us so much good. And this Eved who comes back on his own and realized under his own contemplation that he was wrong for running away and he's ready to come back. The king says, not only will I open the door for you, but I'll embrace you when you come back. He's worthy of He's worthy of getting forgiveness. Say the master will draw him close. And concerning such a situation about type, this type of person, it says in Yirmiyah, If they come back to me, Hashem says, let him come back to me and I'll come back to them. What does it mean to say? If you come back under your own will, before I have to send punishments. Hashem says, I only send punishments because I want you to awaken yourself. But if you awaken on your own, that's the best, that's the highest level of being motivated to tshuva just by understanding that Hashem is waiting for us. Like the Odin who's just waiting for the Ebed to come back. Hashem says, if you do it on your own before the punishment comes, I will accept your tshuva. And I will choose you once again to do my Avoida. I'll put you back at your post. And if you don't run away and you do things that I despise, you remove them from yourselves. Hashem says, I'll take a shvu on my own name. Not only will I take you back, not only will I give you back your post, Hashem is so kind. 
that the Goyim will then praise Hashem's name and it will be through you that Hashem's name will be praised. It's an amazing thing. We didn't, we shouldn't even deserve such a thing. Says the Chavos of Abbas, they had to be explained this, V'esborchu al kol atanoim v'atshuva, sorry, v'atshuva al kol atanoim. Himashomar, V'esborchu boi goyim uboi hisalolu. Meaning, what does that mean in him, in it? Hakavon is b'cho in you klal Yisrael. And as if we do tshuva, not only when Hashem says, I will accept you with open arms, but the, the, you'll be put to, to such a great level that the nations in the world will praise Hashem through His great nation. That's the level that Hashem will accept us back when we do tshuva on our own. And He ends with this pasuk, V'omar, a pasuk in Malachi, Shuvo elai v'ashuva aleichem. Return to me, and I will return to you. That pasuk is really seems to be reserved for this type of tshuva. That if we do tshuva on our own without Hashem having to use the goad and poke poke us like we did, like the farmer has to do with the shar and get us back on track, but we do it on our own from our own thinking, our own contemplation. Hashem says, you did it on your own. Shuvailai, you returned on your own. Hashem says, then I will embrace you. Then I'll bring you back like the marshal of the heaven. If it's done because Hashem has to send messengers, or Hashem has to send messages, or punishments, then Hashem takes us back. Hashem accepts the tshuva, but it's not the same. This type of tshuva, Hashem says, oh, he's worthy, this heaven, of being forgiven, being of being brought back close. Hashem says about this type of tshuva, is shuva lie. You return to me, va shuva aleichem. A good tenacht.